Yo, welcome to uh, another edition of Deuces Wild. You've got uh, the dynamic duo in the house. You got me, Al. You got the star of the show, Deuce. Not the star, man. I'm just here. I'm just here. Man, uh, it's been it's been a while since we have had our last pod, and it's been a lot just going on. I mean, a we, lot. We'd be remiss without saying, you know what's having a real resurgence? The bitch slap. That's what's having a phenomenal week. It is have posted record numbers for the Oscars. It has mm-hmm. made Will Smith, <laughs> Jada, Pinkett Smith, and Chris Rock trending topics for a myriad of reasons. It has mm-hmm. uh, stoked the, the the conversations about uh, mental health, you know, what it means mm-hmm. to be a man, how to be professional. You know, it, it, I, man, you can go so many directions with this. So let's, let's just start off with the basics. When you saw the slap that Paul's social media for a good two, three hours. <laughs> what were your initial thoughts? Okay, so, peep it. I think I was shaving my head. I just get out the shower, shaving my head, and my girlfriend yells out to me, Will Smith just slapped Denzel Washington. So, I, I, she just, all she saw was like a, a dark <laughs> face. So, she assumed it was Denzel Washington. But then she got more information. And I was like, I brushed that one off. I was like, that's not real. Come on, man. Kept shaving my head. You can't smack me like that. And then she was like, oh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> I was like, what? Still, that's not real. It was a, like, a, like, a, like, like a thing. Right. So I walked over there to look at it. And I thought it was a bit mm. all the way until he got back to his seat and was yelling, Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. That's when I, I I was like, and I wanted to laugh because a man being slapped is funny in a way. <laughs> but when I saw Will Smith's face and saw how serious he was, I couldn't. I was just like, that's embarrassing. Mm. That's really embarrassing. For that's the first thing for Chris or for Will, everybody mm. for black people. For this to be an Oscars that was headlined, um, had a had a black, uh, I think uh, he was running. The black person was winning the Oscars. There was a lot of blackness in the house, a mm. lot of black excellence in the house, yeah. and he stained all of it. Samuel Jackson won an award, and I didn't know until days later. Hmm. Okay, like it was. I think that it was the most ignorant, most selfish thing um, that I've seen out, out of a, out of, out of any celebrity, like, on a public stage, on a public, actually seeing it happen on the Oscars, I've never seen nothing like that. And all this, it was just, it was just crazy. I don't know, what was your, what was your, um, what was your initial reaction? Like, I, man, I, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even, like, that's crazy. It was just crazy. I never watched the Oscars, honestly. Uh, not just, you know, I enjoy movies and all that stuff, but I don't really care. Uh, not that much. So I think I was playing Elder Ring. I don't know what I was doing, reading a book, whatever. And then my phone just kept like, "Yo, one second, one second. How up? good is Elden Ring?" Uh, if you enjoy an abusive relationship, it's amazing. Because that Ooh, it just that's kicks. like uh, so it's like uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls. Yeah, it's it's Dark Souls. it's fun, but you can take a lot of L's. Okay, I, yeah. I've lost count of how many L's, and it's like they're just and they're uh, how do I put this? They go out of their way to, like, just humble you. Like, oh, okay, you think you're having a good time? Ugh. So anyway, it's fun, though. I enjoy it. 
Um, and my phone just kept buzzing. I'm like, what is going on? And it's like, Will Smith, like, stops the Oscars. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I see the, like, the slap. And like you, I was like, oh, they, they're really committing to this. Okay. <laughs> but for me, it was the combination of, like, what he said after he sat back down and Lupita's, like, face behind him going like, oh. Like, total kind of, like, shock. Like You know what? Low-key, like, Lupita wasn't shocked enough. And I I, I think that it goes to hmm. just my feeling of all the actors there. It was really spineless. But go ahead. Keep going with yours. We'll get that later. I think, um, I think this... Uh, I think her shock was one of those, like, you almost are in disbelief. So you're like, you or brain is still processing what's happening. Whereas yeah. maybe if you're looking at something like on your phone, you're kind of like, oh, my God. But you, like, did he just smack him? And he just go <laughs> off? What is happening right now? The only thing I would have liked to have seen is if they would have showed, like, the time between Chris making the joke about her, you know, her hair, him, like, chuckling. Her rolling her eyes, and then like what happens when he gets up? Because the camera shifts, and it's like focusing on Chris, and you can't really see. You see him seeing Will get up, but I'd be curious to know like what happened. I don't know if it's one of those like automatic pilot kind of like, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on, the fuck you say. So, um, yeah, I thought I it don't was- think that, that that's crazy. Like, I, I don't think that it was warranted that though. I mean, whether or not he said what he said, mm-hmm. it's, it's a professional comedian on the stage doing a job. I think, we're not hmm. we're not in your crib, and I'm disrespecting your crib by making a joke about your wife. We're not at the grocery store, and I'm disrespecting your wife by making a joke. This is a, a joke that was not only written by me, approved by others, and they sent me out here to do a job. And then you came at my place of work because you are upset about what you heard and slapped me. And because it's a job, I'm on a job. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't react accordingly. I mean, I think it was, it was very bitch made for that for that for that reason. <laughs> um, you wouldn't have done that to another for, to a, a larger human being. First of all, you picked on the right one. You would have thought about it. You definitely would have been like, mm, he's kind of big. And. You wouldn't have done it if we was out in the street. You would have talked to me about it. You would have checked me with words. Because at the end of the day, I said words. And I'm a fucking comedian. You know me. This is my life. So. I, I don't understand. Like you're, you, We call them colleagues and friends. But mm-hmm. now you don't know your colleague and friend anymore. You don't know how he is. So like some people. I'm sure he said out. worse to you in person. Uh, and you chuckled and laughed at it. Some people have pointed out, I guess some years ago, 2016 or 2017, when they opted to boycott and he made the joke, you know, the joke about Jada not being there. I was like, well, you weren't invited. Um, Well, whatever it was. And Will Smith apparently said like, hey, you know, that's not cool. Like, just don't joke about my wife. People are arguing like that was his initially sort of setting a boundary and this is Chris Rock crossing that. I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. But how when it's not it wasn't his personal decision to make the joke. You acting like he made a personal decision at the Oscars. Nobody makes a personal decision at the Oscars and it happens. Everything is scripted and produced. I mean And he's at his job. So slap a producer for approving the shit. No, you slapped the one that you felt like you could get away with slapping. Mm. Or, and you don't you don't respect the Oscar stage because you already boycotted it because they don't uh do right by black people, which I agree. So you boycotted. You don't respect it. So you just walked up there and did what you wanted to do. That's fair. Um, hmm. 
But I also thought, like, as well, is, is it one of those, and this is me just speculating, like everybody else, um, did Chris Rock simply become the conduit or, like, the uh, the person that had to receive the frustration that Will Smith had to put up with for, like, you know, at least, what, a few months or, like, a year or so now of him just yeah, me joking. in August. He ain't slap August. Even if, okay, even if he did, it doesn't change what happened. If anything, you could argue that's even another L you take because it's like the retort is, well, I mean, we all know what happened. So this, you smack me, win or lose, it don't change with the facts. I, it, it, I, all right, here assuming, we go. I'm gonna go in. Let me say this. I'm gonna go in. Assuming it, it, they it, have it, the it, traditional structure in terms of like infidelity and all that jazz. If they don't, then maybe it doesn't matter. This is a man who's not in control of his own marriage. That's that's all I see. Mm. I see a woman running that marriage, and you've been a puppy dog behind this woman the whole time. Mm. Because all that red table talk, you're you're opening us up into it. Like I, it's no longer me speculating on somebody's marriage. It's out there. They air it out, and it looks like to me when you said we were in an open relationship. No, she was in an open relationship. So you don't think it was because you're following behind her hmm. as though she needs to be protected from words. Like she's not an independently strong woman herself. When she's all she's been doing to you the whole relationship is showing that she is. She she's strong enough to make her own decisions. And then she just disliked something that Chris Rock said because she's a celebrity in her own right. She's not Denzel Washington's wife. Who we? She's not a celebrity. She's not uh, some of these other celebrities. Samuel Jackson's wife, who's not a celebrity. She's a celebrity in her own right. She doesn't get that protection, Will. She's a celebrity in her own right, so we joke about all the celebrities. We poke fun at all the celebrities. You can't protect her as though she's somebody that's not in the limelight, because she is. She steps out there, and she bears her, She bears everything, so she's vulnerable to criticism. You can't... And that, that's low-key. Like If you want to say he's protecting, that's bullshit, because you need protection from words. I thought we was... I, what the best way to protect a black woman is by being a better black man. Mm. Being a better man, period. Okay. That's how you protect women. I can't argue with Not that. Not by going around slapping a comedian on stage who made a joke. So, yeah, Chris Rock, he definitely took the slap for all of his frustrations because it wasn't warranted. So you bring up— you actually, No way, no how. You bring up an interesting point, what you just said. I hadn't thought about that. Two things. Do you think— um, because, Do you think because he has— such admiration and love for his wife that he speaks to in the book and how she's made concessions that for her career and things she wants to do in order to support like the grand vision he had for the family. Do you think he feels like beholden to sort of try to keep her as happy as possible? And then also, yes. do you think because as he says in his book, like she essentially was his dream woman, like that kind of woman that a man dreams about, he met her and was able to, you know, build a life with her. Do you think that also factors into him doing things that he normally he wouldn't do? Maybe if this was a woman he loved, but it wasn't like that sort of fantasy, he would have been like, all right, okay, I'll, if I really bother you, we can talk to him afterwards. Let him know, like, that wasn't cool. That was a little personal because she has some stuff going on. Or do you think it's one of those, boy, he's extended his speech, whether you think it's candid or not. Love makes you do crazy things. Or I forget the exact way he put it. You know, bullshit ass speech. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of like, I want to leave with love. Out there and cried. You oh. don't, you're not the one that got slapped. Why are you crying? But anyway, I mean, could he go for it to answer your question? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, go for it, man. I think that um, 
Will Smith definitely has put her on a pedestal. Mm. And all right, Kevin Samuels, easy. Nah, I'm, I'm not I'm like talking that. Shit. I'm talking. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm just I'm gonna make a clarification for the people. Like, I'm not like that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But understand that you see her on a pedestal. Mm. The rest of us don't. That's the one thing I do with my girlfriend. I understand that I see her on a pedestal, and I think she's the apple of my eye. And I, I, all I ask for is that she's respected by everyone else. Not You don't have to revere her the way I revere her, because you never could. I don't think so. And if you could, I'm, I'm going to try to outdo you, because that's mm. my woman. But at the same time... <laughs> Can let them know. But huh? at the same time, I'm not going to... I'm not going to act like she can't defend herself against somebody who's saying, worry, I defend her against actions. Mm. If someone makes an action towards her, then I'm right there. That's when I step in. Words, she got that because her mouth is slick too. So, like, I don't, I, she doesn't, like, I don't need to respect, uh, uh, protect her in that way. A woman don't need that. That's, it's chauvinistic, actually. And as a mm. woman, the black women out here talking about something, I wish a man, you're so damaged that you'll, you want a man to risk his freedom, possibly, go out and kill a nigga for, disrespect, for disrespecting you in a way that's just words. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. There is that. There's another angle. Yeah. I was also thinking that as you were talking. Like, is it, is it, has really anything to do about Jada and more about Will's ego or more him feeling like you encroach upon his territory and he's got to stand for what's his? Mm. Okay. Yes. Interesting. That was, that was selfish. That was for him. That wasn't for her. Like, and if she was like, a, and I don't, I know she ain't shit either, but you know what I'm saying? Damn. If she, <laughs> no, if she was any type of woman, she would be, uh, she would check him because that's too far. But can you, and your, your woman, your woman is supposed to keep you there. Can you, She's supposed to keep you off that emotional level. But if you are in a certain, let's say you're out with your girl, you're minding your business or whatever. If somebody says some something really slick to her that pisses you off, and you're already at ten, you're already you're ready to go. Can she actually stop you if you've already passed that point of no return? She yeah, can like can't try to grab through. your arm, but she can't, can't physically go through stop her. you. I respect her too much. I can't go through her. Mm, okay. If she stands in front of me, I can't push her out the way because I respect her too much. Okay. So if she stands in front of me and says, "No, nah, Tristan, I don't want to lose you tonight. Let's just go home." That's what a woman is supposed to do. Not egg you on into the fight where you might not come out alive. Because, not because there was a threat against you, but because somebody said, you don't like the way another nigga talk. Mm. That's uh. not a reason why you want to go that far with it. And a lot of people going, a lot of women are going to sign you up for a check that you can't cash. <laughs> You're going to end up in a, in a body bag. I probably told this story, um, but I do remember like, a girl I was dating in college for a while. Um, really sweet girl, really nice girl. But when she w- she would take the whole like look out for your own girl thing, maybe a bit too far at party situations. So, because she was like, yeah, she was a Delta, or whatever. And they would go to parties and all that jazz. And sometimes, like not every party, but frequently enough to where it would be like clockwork, I would get a call, I don't know, one, two in the morning. She's drunk. Hey, you gotta come fuck somebody up. They talking shit. I'm like, okay. The first time, I'm like, okay, what's happening? Well, they were trying to talk to my friend. She wasn't interested, so I was trying to like, you know, uh, play like, you know, try to have her her back, and then 
inserting herself in a situation. Now her and this dude are going back and forth, and now she's calling me to come fuck somebody up. And I'm like, wait a minute, okay, let's... A few times, like, all right, let me drive up there and see what's going on. By the time I would get there, it would de-escalate, things would be cool, and it'd be like, hey, man, it was just like one of those things where shit got heated, words got exchanged, it wasn't that serious. But I was like, hell, you need to chill, because what happens if... It, I mean, it's a, it's a college environment, but what happens if you run to a hood, motherfucker, and they punch you in the face? I'm not there. Your homegirls... I mean, not to me, no offense, but not to me, Deltas are known as being like bruises. So y'all about to get your little asses whooped if he's if this is that kind of situation. So chill out. Read the read the situation. Like there's a limit, there's a far there's so only so far you can go. And now you sign them, you have to fight a gang of niggas I don't even know. I, I'm I'm all I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a ride for you if there's a physical threat. And I'm a I'm gonna be and the thing about me is you know me, right? When I get really upset and it's time to throw hands and it's time to go there, I'm going to go berserk. So I need someone else around to be more rational because I'm not, I'm going to see red. I got a girl that understands that and she's the common force. You got to understand your spouse's ways and you got to be the opposite almost. Because the number one objective is to get out alive. It's not to win the fight. You got to live the fight another day. So in that situation with you, like, you got to go in to the club situation. I need to get out, get these women up out of here. I'm not here. Like, I'm not here to win a fight with a nigga. I'm here to get y'all up out of here. That's number one. My pride, my pride aside, it, as a defender, because you should be trying to defend, not go in there and try to make things worse. So I just want to get y'all up out of here. And Will, all he had to do with Chris Rock, bro, all you got to do is talk to him. Say, I didn't like that shit. Right. You did it before. And if you do it again, it's going to be a, a problem. Right. Now, I think that would have been better than walking up there, smacking a nigga while he's on his job. And he actually, Chris Rock, if you if you see him, he actually goes, well, I could. Yeah. And he kind of snaps out of it and was like, you know what? This is, I'm up here to present an award. Right. Yeah. You can see he's like, oh, I made you angry telling jokes? Oh, I got a lot more jokes for your ass now. I got a lot more, and I could really air y'all ass out right here on the Oscar. Right. And make it a whole thing. But he was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So yeah. just do me. Let me get back to the script. I think um, just yeah, that could be an example of, like, if you, to like your point, you can situation where you find yourself upset and you, you feel like you're going to do something that may be a bad decision— Taking that moment to really process, like, all right, hold on, wait, let me let me take a, a moment, and not just react to something. If it's not like imminent threat to my life or person or something, you say something like, all right, man, whatever. And then, like you're almost irritated by it as a man because, god damn it, you said some shit and she's pissed, and now I gotta come fucking check you. <laughs> and if you don't, and if you don't respond to what accordingly to my checking you, now it's gonna be a whole thing. Yep. Like, you're almost irritated by that shit. Like, God damn it, why you say that shit? It was probably kind of funny, but you said it about her. You can't say shit about her, and I got to say something about it. You know what I'm saying? Listen, and he was, man, I and he was laughing it off. And it was just like, he looked at her and was like, fuck, I got to go do that. <laughs> it was like, listen, that shit was funny. And that's why it, a lot of this is on Jada. I think that mm. um, she, she did something inappropriate with somebody who was unstable. Like, whatever you do in your bedroom, that's fine. But you chose the wrong one, and he aired y'all out. He aired y'all out in a way that was really disrespectful and embarrassing for your husband. 
And throughout the table talk, if you look at the tone of it, she didn't look remorseful for it. She looked like I'm standing here in my truth and this is what I did. And you were there with it. We've already talked about it. So what's the problem type deal? And he's over there like, um, you can see it on his face. It's like, God damn, this is your approach to this? I think that's a good that's a good point. I think what you saw there in addition to that was what happens when like there's a different I think when a person commits like, you know, does something in the case of that situation like infidelity, the person who cheated, when they do come clean for them there's like a sign of like relief, remorse sort of like processing and moving past it and they can maybe talk about it from the perspective of like, all right, I'm more so talking about it like objectively. As opposed to the person who was cheated on, they're have to they're reliving that moment over and over because you're just bringing it back to like that when they found out the first time, when they found out how painful it is. So to your point, it did seem like she more so was speaking about it like past tense, like of course it happened, it's over, we've processed it, we moved on, and now I'm just speaking to it. And you can see he's kind of like he, he, maybe they have, but you definitely you definitely see like it still bothers them. But wait, there's more. Oh shit. It's been going back, going on since Tupac days. Mm. Always feeling like I can't quite live up to whatever that standard your is. True, your real love, the who nigga you really like. And that's the nigga, that's the type of nigga you like. A troubled ass nigga. I mean, he did speak to in the book that their relationship, though he never alluded to anything romantic in nature, he just didn't, it made him uncomfortable. He said, like, I wasn't mature enough to kind of deal with the kind of relationship they had. I always felt like I had to, like, live up to that. Or have her look at me the way she looks at him. Not not in a romantic sense, but there's like some kind of special bond they have that I was jealous of. So Yeah, I think that the marriage I think that the, the, the toxicity um has spilled over a little bit. Um and I don't know enough to, to be honest, to be keep it a buck, I don't know enough about this situation to really call it toxic. Nobody does, right. But what I saw on the Oscars, as a man, that was a that was more of a mental breakdown than it was a man defending his woman. I mean, he had a bad day, uh, <laughs> a really bad day. I think whenever you go through stuff from relationships, it can be tough, but it does it definitely doesn't help if you have like the public in on it because the thing that maybe is already you can work through that may be like a bad moment or embarrassing or whatever it was. You now have to constantly deal with the added piece where there's all these opinions and views and um, how how people are now treating you or commenting on your life on this, like, situation. And that's, that's always going to be tough. So. Mm-hmm. On another note, that boy Chris Wackoff got one hell of a chin, man. I mean, it was a, that was a... He ain't okay. trying to hurt him. It was more of like a... Here's my breakdown. It was no, a, a bit slap. Here's my breakdown, okay. first of all. Here's all my right. breakdown. Will Smith went up there mm-hmm. with the intentions of slapping him. Yep. Chris Rock was up there not knowing what the fuck was coming. Nope. A. B. Will Smith squared up, cocked his hand back, and swung his hips into a slap. The most perfect slap I've ever seen in my life, I may add. Quite pimpish. Have you seen a better slap than that? In some pimp movies. In um, the, movie. the only slap I've seen better than that was on 79th Street when I was a teenager, and there was a pimp uh, reprimanding one of his hoes. I'm going to be honest. You only get that on 79th Street. You don't get that at the Oscars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did the old girl fell down, right? No, but it was it was definitely shook her. 
And it was like, whoa. And oh. it, shook, it threw me off because no one reacted. I was like, wait, no yeah. one? No one is shocked? He wasn't him. trying to really hurt her. He, she was trying to shock her, right? I mean, he, he, it was, Chris, it started. Will Smith meant bad intentions for Chris Rock, and Chris Rock did not fall. Congratulations, Chris Rock. You got chin of the century. That, bo- <laughs> that boy stood up tall. He, Chris, Will Smith is six foot two, about good two something. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock is like 5'8", 150-something. So yeah, you got to put him. The man's like He should have been ten. able to put him down. He should have been able to put him down and slap that person. I mean, you you can, when you see something coming, you can at least kind of brace for it. It's not as bad as when you don't see it coming. But I feel you. He took all of it. He, he took did. all of it. He, wow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and, and was laughing at it until Will Smith sat down and was yelling. That's the only time he was like, it's a fucking joke, like, dumb man. Chill. It was... <laughs> And maybe it was one of those uh, subtext situations where, as the audience, we just saw like, okay, that was kind of harmless, whatever. But maybe when he was like, ah, it's a nice one, like you know, I can maybe it was one of those things where that was interpreted as like, oh, I could have went really, really further, but I, I was really nice, so chill, chill the fuck out. Exactly. And maybe that's what triggered like, oh, for real? Oh, okay, you gonna try to play me? All right, fine. I'm, I'm I can't to- wait for the special. I mean, he he did do a. Uh, I know we got the topics, but he did do a, uh, a uh, a comedy show like a few days afterwards. Yeah, in Boston. I mean, he he was adamant to like not speak about it, not talk down to him. So if he is putting something together, you know, he doesn't want to speak to it now. Yeah, he's a showman, so he's going to want to say that material. So, yeah, man. Uh, if a if another man's words can drive you to, to step outside of yourself, you might need to really get to the root of what's bothering you. And that's not a that's not a knock on Will Smith. It's just a lesson everybody can take from that. And I don't want to hear no more protecting this family bullshit. That's got nothing to do oh, with it. Oh, you did bring up that. I, you did. I did. My bad. One thing. Toxic masculinity. Like you can't be. We want to prog- progress past toxic masculinity, but you want to keep it alive. But yeah. slap a nigga in my honor. What type of I was bullshit? Seeing like the, I was seeing like the the woke crowd go like protect black women. That's right. That's what you got to do for your woman. You were speaking to it before about that can lead to like jail or cemetery or loss of career. Yeah, I was just like, wait a minute. So violence is good in this scenario. We got a war going on. You talking about go slap a nigga in my honor? Like, okay. What are you talking about? I was like, I, I get if you mean metaphorically with your words. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, not, I mean, that same energy will have him choking your ass out if you don't agree about dinner. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... Thank you, Al. I'm just like... Thank this. you, Al. I, I was just like, wait a minute. I'm that. Wait a minute. Like, mm, that's a double-edged sword. So what happens when you cross him? I mean... Are you ready to take that not slap? To, not to bring up dust, but, I mean, you saw what happened with Ray Rice. Come on, bro. You saw, Come like, he, it was a situation where he, in that moment, made a poor decision, but in a way to where it directly it was directed at her. He did football in the elevator. So You're supposed to do elevator in the elevator. <laughs> I did football in the elevator. I don't make fun of it. Cause I know that's, that's some real-life shit for them, but, yeah, I was just like, I mean, it's, that energy can go both ways. I mean, I'd rather would be Jay-Z 
in the elevator yeah. than Ray Rice in the elevator. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, your flails are not going to bother me. And there's nothing he could, like. There's no other way he could handle that. If he would have done any kind of movement to like grab her or stop her, it would have blown up. It would have been worse. Mm-hmm. So he just all right. She's upset. Okay. <laughs> At that moment, you got to be like, I'm Jay-Z. And Beyonce's sister is swinging at me in an elevator. There's a billion dollars. There's a billion plus dollars in his elevator. I can just deal with this right now. Right. I can just take this L today. Because at the end of the day, I'm Jay-Z. Right. But anyway. So did you want to get into your women? Oh, go for it. Oh, yeah. Transition. I'm sorry. You want to say something before I No, no. I thought I was going to handle that. My bad. Oh, yeah. Speaking of women... And respecting women. Uh-oh. Because me and you, we have great respect for women. We I do. feel like there's something to be said about a transgender woman competing against natural-born women. Mm. If that transition isn't at a certain point. Now, I had been saying to myself, I've actually been thinking about this a lot. Because I'm a thoughtful dude. And I've been thinking of like I don't like the fact I don't I don't particularly uh, think that it's okay for you to be not a natural born woman competing competing against other women. I and then I went to why don't we just stop making it um, one sex or the other? Why don't everybody just compete against everybody from now on? Fuck it. You know why? Um, but, and, you know why? I mean, <laughs> exactly. And this isn't. But then I was like, that doesn't them? make sense because then women will always be at the bottom because of just genetics, science. People, I'm sorry, science. I'm not trying to downgrade women, but science. Like we, me and my girlfriend talked about this. It's, like, I, I'm not trying to belittle anybody by just saying women are two to three times bigger than you are. Just muscle mass alone, not not to mention uh, lung capacity and those types of things. Yeah, so just, it just doesn't make sense. Biological factors. But then I went to, okay. So a transgender woman wants to be seen as a woman. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of transgender women on social media that you will not, you wouldn't know the difference. You just wouldn't until That's she true. actually told you. That's true. I've Vice seen. versa, a lot of transgender men that you wouldn't know the difference unless they told you. Mm-hmm. Nope. And, uh, I, 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 them chins nope. too weak, bro. Them chins, the, them chins too weak. The, the, the roids don't get the chin going. I'm like, nah, that's a chick. Sorry, excuse me. It'd be a dude, a scruffy, frumpy looking dude, and we wouldn't even know. The beard looks like ball hair. It's just like, nah, it's just not, don't work. I'm just saying. Okay, I'll give you one. There was one, like, trans man who became, like, a bodybuilder. And it wasn't, like, and they were, like, they looked like, they weren't, like, a big person. They were, you know, but they were, like, for, like, five, seven, but they were yoked. I was like, the only thing that kind of gave you pause was the chin and the hands. I was like, mm. yeah, you can't do anything about the chin. But and like the respect, hands. but if I if you weren't really paying attention, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's a little swole motherfucker over there. But if it but it was one of them five foot like a woman that used to be five foot nine and got one of them big hands, you wouldn't know. Okay, fair, fair. But I mean, I, the way I feel is that the transition is a transition, and at a certain mm-hmm. point, they get to a point where. Their bodies, the hormones would have taken over um, to a certain point. I don't know where Leah Thomas's uh, transition was. It, it would be apparently uh, kind of gross for me to speculate. I, that's her personal. I was reading about this. She 
I had about three years of like the therapy. I forget the exact like term for it before she was competing as a woman because she took like a uh. season off. And yeah, it had been like I think about three years, maybe two, or maybe. I really think you need to be further along um, in that transition before you should be allowed. Now we need to have doctors go in and evaluate that. Like, how further along are you in the process? Create a regulation there. Mm-hmm. That way women can feel a bit more secure that she's actually competing against another woman and not a man masquerading, um, mm-hmm. dominating a sport that they have no business dominating. Although, I think she finished last or some shit. So, so she, uh, I think she took first in, like, the 500... Uh, she placed fifth in another event, in like oh, so it's like a triathlon. Yeah, I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not like super well versed in how swim meets do like their like competitions. But I know she took. She made history. Not that she broke any records from like you know, but she made history in winning winning like first in one event. She placed fifth in another, and then ninth in like the third event. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So 500 meters. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be insensitive to anybody in that situation, but um, I just feel like maybe there should be a regulation. We should actually look into a way where we can regulate how far along you're in the process. I mean, your transition, that way it'd be more even. But Um, people need to keep it real. Like, let's, I mean, I know we're being, like, we're trying to be, like, respectful and talk about it. Like, you know, looking at it from, like, not what our pains are, but what the science is. But the truth is, I don't think... Especially, I think it'd be different if Leah Thomas was like not a very tall guy before. I know, I think because it's like she ended up losing a high, one inch of her height as part of her um, therapy, but still towers over her competition, still visually looks very much masculine. And I think it'd be different if Leah Thomas was like 5'4, five, 5'5, five, five, and just looked maybe like a regular natural born female or woman. Then it wouldn't be optically, it wouldn't be as bad. But a lot of times, the women that you see compete, the trans women you see compete in these things, they still ret- look very much like like a guy, frankly, transitioning to a woman. So there's that optic piece there. And I know the science was saying, well, technically, you know, she's not on par with like the top woman. And I'm like, mm, I kind of feel like you're kind of trying to skew things in a way to where you're like, well, it's not unfair. Like, mm, that's not true. Uh, to an extent, you'd probably have to compare her to the average, and she's still well above the average female competitor, but okay. There's still the thing of, like, people are going to be like, well, what about hand size? What about the height? Is that a natural advantage? And, like, and depending on what the sport is. And I think until you get to a point where this overall society is more comfortable with, like, people who transition, there's always going to be this stigma when they go into spaces uh, that step outside of, like, Oh, I want to be treated as a woman, like in my social life and maybe my romantic life. That's one thing. But we start entering these spaces that, for as long as you can remember, have been very sort of one way. It's it's gonna to be pushback. Let's just be honest about it. Well, I made the argument before. Like we can't uh, mince words when we get to athletics. It's it's about the body. So we're gonna talk very critically about bodies yeah. when we talk about sports. So we're going to talk about how fat you are. We're going to talk about how tall you are. We're going to talk about how big you are, how skinny, because it's sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get to run away from that because um, there are stigmas behind these things. Like if you're Zion Williamson as a basketball player, you've been overweight. So they're going to talk about how you've been overweight and equate that to laziness or whatever they do because 
Yeah. Your body is your fucking is it's it's what you have. Right. It's what you have for us to measure you on. You, you can't get around that. And yeah, I mean you're taller, but I mean there are tall women, especially in swimming. The the tall, lanky women are swimming. That's the type of body types that you see. The five eleven, the the five foot nine, the five foot ten. The six feet. True. That's what you see. But they still do look You're not going to see a five foot four woman in swimming because there's such a disadvantage there. Well, okay. I, I'll be honest. I don't know like what the average height of like the NCAA swimmers are. But I do notice like, and it could just be intentional, them trying to get people to click on their articles. Well, you do see like them standing at the podium or, or Leah with her teammates. Like, except for maybe one or two times, he steps, excuse me, she stands out, like, visually. Like, she just towers over. You ever seen Brittany Griner stand with her teammates? But Brittany Griner is also an outlier. That's what... They're going to be... I mean, uh, those uh, outliers can come inside of women themselves. I mean, these are the arguments you're going to get, Al. These are the arguments no, you're going to get. But what I'm saying... <laughs> well, one, Brittany Griner is a woman, though. Brittany Griner is not... Like, it's she's just a woman. I know. And Brittany I know, Griner, but I'm saying... And you're comparing she's like she's a natural born woman and she stands out amongst other very tall women. But then it's not a conversation then. In that sense, it's just okay, she's a tall woman. But you can't if Brittany Griner was a trans woman and was six nine, it's gonna be a conversation. We gotta stop pretending like you're it, it's not. Like not that you are, but I would say so. Are you uh-huh. saying Brittany Griner's are you saying she's a trans woman? Well, no, she's a woman. Then what the fuck what are we talking about? You yeah, like to, to throw outliers at you when they come up with these arguments like, What about Brittany Griner? She's tall. Why you think that she's trans? No. I mean, Brittany Griner is also what? somebody we look at as remarkably tall. But It's not like she's normal. But one person is openly, we know, and the other person is just a tall woman. Yeah. It's not exactly. even a good... We got some more information about this person. Like, what um, do you... That's that's a straw man argument. You're trying to you're trying to discredit the person's opinion or their point of view because you don't want to have the conversation. I, I don't like people do that. Like, don't... Just be like, I don't agree with you. Anyway. And also, like, when we say things about, like, we're also, concerned about... Free Britney. We're, free Britney. Come on, Russia. Free Britney, yes. Free Britney. <laughs> I mean, she fucked up, she but come on. Yeah. laughing and joking about her. Get her up out of there. She ain't do shit. Y'all being petty. Send her home. Um, but also, uh, when we talk about, like, her and competing against other women, people mm-hmm. will say, well, why now do you care about women swimming and how competitive and the competitive balance of women, women swimming? Why do you have an opinion now? Well, you don't care about women. I would ask you the same question. Why do you care now? <laughs> I didn't see you posted about these swim meets two weeks ago. So shut your ass up. You care the same reason that the other people care. It's a hot button topic that probably touches on some uh, ideal you have of what shouldn't should be allowed. Let's just, just, just stop pretending. Let's be, just be straight. I tell them motherfuckers, shut the fuck up. I, I follow <laughs> all sports of all types. I see. I look at women's gymnastics and women's tennis, and I watch women's basketball. I watch all that shit. Creep. Um, I don't. I don't follow it as as closely <laughs> as I do. Um, the only sports that I follow closely are NBA, NFL, um, and like half of MLB, and that's because of bandwidth. Like people like to make those arguments. Well, you don't. People don't um, contribute to women's sports enough, and it's like you got to understand, like especially grown adults, we only got a certain amount of bandwidth. Like, even if you are a sports fan, I'm going to be very casual about everything else. But I only have time for two or three to really follow. And I barely have time for the third. So I'm not going to f- follow closely 
women's basketball because it's just not. I don't have time for it. I got a whole other care. life outside of sports. You don't care. <laughs> not that I don't care because I low okay. key like I watch highlights. I won't speak um, for you, and I care about the historical reference. I won't speak for you, Parker. I don't care. It doesn't mean they aren't talented. It doesn't mean that all of them would not wash me in a one-on-one game. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just do not care. So I'm not going to pretend to care just to have a conversation. I don't care. Well, it, just like you don't care about stuff you don't care about. That's what it is. You don't have to care about everything. I think when you try you to don't. care about everything, you become inauthentic and you start becoming beholden to like trying to maintain an ideal that you may not actually agree with in this case. I actually prefer women's tennis over men's tennis. Hmm. I like them both. I like. I think they're very different, but I like watching both of them. It's it, you get more grace and mm-hmm. flexibility. I think from women's sports, you get more power, creep, and speed from men's sports. Grace, flexibility, huh? You, you creep. Take it how you want to take it. So we know what we know what somebody's watching in their personal moments. Ooh. Doubles. Well, you know what? No, <laughs> no I'm not. Wait. <laughs> Let me see. That's not my fault. Serena Williams is built like that. Oh, no. No, like, listen. No, look. Everybody's not blind. Serena Williams, come on. We we all know. <laughs> but let's not, let's not pretend. But let's not pretend. It's not saying, do you think somebody can be beautiful, but you not be attracted to them? Ooh. Okay, let me ask a question. I'm going to break it down. Does that mean you don't... Mm, I, maybe, I guess? I, in the context because, of I mean, you not trying to there's get... There's a lot more than to being attracted to somebody. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of swagger involved with being attractive. Intelligence is involved with being actually attracted okay. to somebody. But when you talk about just looking at somebody and aesthetics, somebody, you can really admire beauty, but then be like, but, you know, I don't really... I mean, I th- I'm not really moving towards there. It's cool. I mean, I could acknowledge that I see like attractive women, but that doesn't mean I'm trying to see, trying to see what's good. If that's what you mean, yeah. Oh, she's pretty. All right, whatever. Yeah, like a fat ass. Like, there's no way uh, even women look at fat asses. This is true. Because it's like, what the hell? It's more of a what the fuck type thing. Than it is a, a lecherous creep type thing. You know I, what I mean? I think <laughs> I forget which comedian made this joke. I just forget. I'm sorry. I just remember who you are. If people would just be respectfully allowed to acknowledge those things, like fat asses or somebody think is super attractive and then just move on, I think it'd be a lot easier. It's when you try to pretend you don't see it or you don't notice it and you act all weird and awkward and say creepy shit. But acknowledge it to yourself. I don't think that she needs to be reminded that she has a fat ass. <laughs> but like, they I think got that's kind of... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't yell that shit out at her. That I don't is think a lawsuit. That's, the way we that's fair. That is a lawsuit. Yeah, that's true. That's you get fired from your job because you just couldn't keep it to yourself. But um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I know it's been a real a long time since we've uh since we recorded and mm-hmm. we um uh, we skipped a couple of weeks. Um, but while we were gone, the uh ju- juicy smolier actually he, more he his brother. His brother, I guess, is one people maintaining his uh, social media handles. Um, and he actually put out a video three days ago. Saying that you know, his brother is still innocent, and that people are believing the statistics uh, stories that CPD is putting out in order to fit this narrative, and I'm like, come on, man, come on. If you got, if you guys have some powerful evidence showing that this is all a farce and you're the you're being the scapegoat, cool, bring it out. We're with you, 
But based on everything we know now, bro, you took a shot to do something really random. It got weird. You got caught. And now you got to do a couple months. Just for... Just do your... What was it? 150 days? Something like that. Do your 150 days, bro. Just do your time. You know, it'll give you a fresh coat of paint. You'll come out. You know, you can get roles as like, I don't know, a thug now. I, I don't know. But just... Get out the way. The longer you drag this out, the more ridiculous it gets to me. I don't want to hear from you no more, really. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? It's not even, and I get, like, you know, that's family, so your family's going to stick up for you. They're not going to put you out there. But what trips me out is kind of like you see the support. Like, we believe you. Free Jesse. It's a big deal. We got to mobilize. Like, guys, no, we don't. It's it's not. He's not a political prisoner. This isn't some grand conspiracy to shut down a black man. This is a weirdo Hollywood nigga. Gay man. I forgot he was gay. Um, <laughs> sometimes don't like, no one cares. It's not like, dude, maybe this was like I mean, 1970. It'd be a big deal if you were gay, but it's 2020s. No one cares if you're gay, Jesse. You tried to, you tried to fake a hate crime. <laughs> What are you doing? Not what are you just a, about? Not just a, I got a robbery or I got beaten up. You went full hate crime. You went full MAGA news bleed. <laughs> you went like soap opera level hate crimes. Like, come on, man. And you so like you you don't even know what you're doing. And they're like, there's no hate crime is being purported on downtown Chicago. Bro, that's not where hate crimes happen. During a solar vor- doing like a winter vortex or no, sorry, what was the, the proper term of the polar vortex? Thank you. And then we see you on the camera with the dudes enacting it like a day or two before. What were y'all doing? Come on, it man. It turns out y'all fucking. Like, what are you doing? Oh, well, okay. I didn't know that one. Okay. Well, hmm. Yeah, I think that came out in, like, the um the trial. That they have, were having rela- they were have relations. Hey, man. Get all the bussy you want. Do it, bro. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, no one cares you're gay. No one, it's just, bro, you got caught. Just at this point... Be like, hey man, just say play as fuck up sometimes and move on. Just, just move the fuck on, man. I'm, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> it's like, all right. And then his outburst in the courtroom is like, what was that? Do you know what? I will say on the record, that was phenomenal acting. I, for That's one, was like, I've ever seen. I was like, that man needs a role right now. That ain't on Empire. I know that much. <laughs> I was like, That's phenomenal acting. He, it, it's better than Terrence Howard. Man. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I think if I had no context for the trial, I'd be like, you know what? He maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he is being politically railroaded here. This is a farce. And nah, it was it, it was the judge for me. I knew the judge <laughs> went in him into him for like five minutes. Whoa, in on him. Okay, I was like, well, okay, it's turn, taking a turn. Okay, it's a whole different yeah, kind of courtroom. In on him, he went in on him, into him. What's that thing? Nah, he went <laughs> in on him for like 15 minutes, and I was like, geez, man, just just take that L. Maybe it's like, I got to say something. I don't know. I, I, I watched like the first few minutes of like the judge kind of, you know, giving him his uh, statement. I was like, all right, I'm kind of, all right, I'm, I get it. You know why he had to say something? Because that jail time, he snuck that jail time at the end. He was like, oh, shit. Hell no, that it's, no jail. It's bad. more than just me getting talked to like I'm talking to my dad. I'm getting consequences. But hey man, it is what it is. Um yeah. Risk versus reward, guys. Uh if you're gonna commit a hate crime or for t- stage one, do it somewhere with no cameras. Make it more. Or just believable. don't do it at all. 
Stay your ass at home. Find I mean, something better to do. That's something, that's something better to do. Publicity, usually it's good publicity because it drums up interest. It's just that you get sometimes you got no one to pull it back. Yeah, no one to pull it back. I don't think you should uh, try to drum up publicity. I think you should uh, work <laughs> on your craft. I mean, if you can get eyeballs uh, associated with your name, then that maybe that helps your career. Because there's a lot of talented you know actors. Of that, you know, go for it. Speaking of that, what do you think about kids and social media? Because there's been a lot going on, like hmm. with, with Kanye's um, blow ups. Um, with Kim, they're based around his kids being on social media. He don't want them to be out there for consumption without, you know, what I'm saying monetizing it, I guess, or really owning their their likely their, their likeness, so to speak. Um, I think that's actually a, a a good point. I don't want children being exploited is not a good thing. True, um, and even if it's just for shits and giggles, like, you don't understand there's a lot of creeps out here, and when they see those videos, they don't just giggle. My my concern, and I, I know that's a real thing, especially people who have to try and trap a kid, you pieces of shit, you need to burn in hell. Um, but I guess my thing would be more so thinking about some of the studies you'll see about how it affects teenagers. I don't know about preteens or little kids, but especially like on girls, how it can really, like, affect their their mood, like their 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 self esteem, like all these things about them, I, I do get to the concern of like, hey, I don't want my kids exposed to something that could be very detrimental to them or lead them down a path that I don't want them to, you know, experience. Especially as a year age where they don't really understand what they're looking at. Um, I'm not really on social media at all, um, so I'll be honest, I don't really know what kids are doing on there. Um, but I'm thinking back when we were kids, if we had social media. It's primarily not all good. So, just at all. I, I think you should control your kids. I think I would hope anything, so. <laughs> one thing you should have control over is your children. I know there's a lot to be said about children being their own person and being. No, I'm sorry. I control them. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't make good decisions. I'm sorry. No, mm-hmm. what kid do you know makes good decisions just based off of their own instincts? Sometimes my two year old. Does pick uh, a really good YouTube video we watch. Yeah. That's about it, though. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> and you have, you hey, have you people advocating compared. for kids to be able to choose what gender they want to be. I just don't think that I'm we not should give them there. that type of power. I'm going to say... I don't think we should give them that type of power. I'm sorry. I'm no, let me say this. No, I won't go there. Um, people should be allowed to do whatever they think is right for them and their kids. But for me, I'm going to be honest, if my kid came to me and said, hey, Dad, I think I'm a girl, I said, okay, we'll talk when you're 18. We'll, we'll get therapy, we'll kind of work through it, but I, it's not going to be like, okay, let's do it. That, I think that's too big of a choice to sort of just willy-nilly just go, like, all right, let's, let's pull the trigger on this one. I won't ignore it, and I think that that's what the, the other extreme is. Um, a lot of parents have ignored it and tried to what do you say? What do you say? You can't go to like, you can't go pull a lesson from your mom or your dad. I mean, to cut you off a big mama that you can be like, you know what? We talked about this. This that's uncharted territory. That's that's new for everybody. We gonna have to talk to somebody because I don't know. Yeah. I don't have the answer, so there has to be therapy. So the, the parents probably were like, I don't know what to do. Honestly, I, I'm just gonna try to avoid it because I, I don't have an answer. No, go talk to somebody. That's I a little agree. bit better than the I agree. I'm just thinking. You know, people kind of freeze up when they're in a situation they don't know what to do. They're kind of like, I'm just going to try to ignore it and hope it goes away. And I don't think the parents probably mean harm in most cases. They just don't know what to do. 
That's how we ended up with R. Kelly, because y'all was just ignoring <laughs> stuff and moving the fuck on. Well, we ended up with R. Kelly because, one, no one made sure he learned how to read. Um, he grew up in abusive. <laughs> I mean, that was probably the first error there, but... Uh, Ignore him. Yeah. Just let him... Because he can sing. Oh, baby, you can sing. <laughs> no. No, he can't read words. Yeah, that's... Got him singing in jail for uh, loose squares. That's crazy. But, uh... <laughs> that's, that's wild. Um... Uh, yeah, that's what they, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> you don't want to hit the topic. You don't want to touch it. It's too hot for you. No, nah, man. To me, with the it's simple. Like if you think for you, if you have a child that comes to you and says they want to transition, and they're like, you know, whatever age they are, if you feel that's the right decision for you and your child, then you do that. However, I will say you do have to accept the reality that there are going to be challenges that come with that. And that everyone's not going to be as progressive or supportive. And I'm not saying that means your child should be, like, subject to unnecessary sort of uh, scrutiny and abuse or um, bullying. But you got to be real with the kid, too. Like that's a very—outside of s- certain pockets of places, that's a very—that's um, uh, a very liberal stance to take on that type of topic. and. You know, maybe if you're like uh, Dwayne Wade's daughter, you've got the resources and the environment and the, you know, things that can build a very protective space around you. But the truth is, if you're just a regular person or you're a middle-class family, you don't have that same ability to sort of control the world that you live in. And the truth is, you're going to get scrutiny and jokes. Well, the, I, I really feel like if anybody takes anything from this pile. <laughs> The ten people that listen. That we ignorant. Um, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. So keep, keep, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> I know tech stuff. He knows fitness and sports and other stuff. We are not experts in psychology at all. Um, so don't sue take, me because I'm broke. Take this away. Jokes are jokes. Jokes are not abuse. Jokes mm. are not harassment. People say jokes. Jokes aren't even personal. Jokes well. are an observation. And I'm spinning it, and we should all laugh about this and move on. Mm. Jokes. Your insecurities are your business. Fair. That is fair. They are not everybody else's responsibility. You have to deal with those. We tell jokes to you to make you laugh at your insecurities, and maybe that could be healthy for you. But because you're not in a certain headspace for that, it becomes harassment for you. Mm. If someone's not following up, constant berating harassment with physical actions, that's not bullying. I'm sorry. It's just not. You know a bully well, for somebody who's just told a joke and moved the fuck on. Okay, well... Most I, people just tell jokes and move on. They don't keep coming back at the same person over and over again. Those are bullies. Okay, okay, that's what you mean. Okay, but that's not even funny at that right. point. It's just somebody being an asshole. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. You know a troll. You understand what a troll is. It's not even funny. It's just them being an asshole. Just trying to get a reaction. You can tell yeah, the I difference. Feel. Okay, I get point. You know when you see it. You can't really describe it, but you know when you Everybody see it. Everybody knows that person who's just saying something solely to see if they can get some kind of response out of you. Whether someone people are laughing at it or not. I know what you mean. Yeah. Some people actually make a funny observation or reference. And you know what? I've seen people, eat the, the subject of the brother the joke, laugh and actually comment and say, hey, that one was actually funny. But other people are just assholes yeah. in the comments. Yeah. So, I mean, you know the difference. I'm not finna sit up here and try to go back and forth with a motherfucker trying to tell me that comedians are obsolete and I get more laughs out of my grandma or people on the street that we don't really need comedians because we have social media and TikTok and that's where we Wait, get entertainment. What? 
It's just people coming up with that point, like comedians, we don't really need them. They offend more than they actually bring laughter. What? Mm-hmm. I've seen that talking point. Man, sit your dumb ass down. Next, next topic. Exactly. What? <laughs> There's just too many things wrong with that statement. I can't know where to start. What? Anyway. What? <laughs> There's a, the sensitivity, Al. My, my brain is up. having a hard time processing that. Like, we don't need comedians. It's an art form. Arguably, the, one of the most important They offend more people than they actually get, bring laughter to is what is the point of they. The dude who makes memes about you being trash at hoops or basketball is it a comedian? No, oh, you can argue maybe he is. But someone making, putting a set, telling jokes, putting concepts together, making like sharp social commentary. Yes, that's that's an art form that we do need. What the fuck are you talking about? Shut your ass up. Sensitive folks, man. Get they some, want the world to bend to their emotions, and that's not how we gonna roll. Get some therapy. Talk it out. Get on somebody's couch. Get on one of the whatever you need to do to talk to Jesus or Allah, whoever you pray to. That okay? Wow, <laughs> I, that's rough. That was like me. Um, ah, damn, I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember. Oh, that was like me reading an article. I think it was. I want to say maybe it was like one of the, like one of the entertainment magazines or whatever. I'm drawing the woman was. The uh, the writer was making the point that Chris Rock was anti-black woman for his Jada Smith joke, and he actually was being detrimental and harmful. And Will Smith smacking him was like, um, I forget her exact words, but were like the justice that we should see more of. I'm like, no. Did the bitch watch Good Hair? <laughs> I I don't know. Chris Rock came out with a doc, a movie, a documentary about women's hair and the process from going from perming it to being embracing your own natural hair. Oh yeah, I I think actually I think she did say the irony is that he did release good hair years ago, and why she didn't make it okay to attack a black woman because hair is her crown and part of her self self esteem, and he wasn't doing all that. The bitch been ball, the bitch ball. <laughs> So she looks like G.I. Jane. It's a dumbass, simple-ass joke. It's getting gotten all that deep shit that y'all doing. It's too much, bro. Y'all doing way too much. Y'all need to sit the fuck down. <laughs> Have you a blunt. Just chill. Just chill. Have you a blunt. Drink you some tea. Get your cleanse on. Get that bullshit up out of you. And you'll be all right, man. Because yeah. that's too much. I feel like that's why... Like women hair and... All that, come on, man! It was a ball joke because she's the bitch's ball. When I when I read like the article, I immediately thought of the meme where it shows the woman's like, "I'm gonna get on social media, and say my opinion." The cat like pulls her hand away from the keyboard, like, "No, that that don't do that. That's enough." Let's go. Come on, man, calm down. Anyway, but I think we've all right. So I think we're at the your magnus opus, isn't this uh, the bracket of champions you want to talk about? Man, I, I've lost confidence in this. <laughs> uh, so as we're getting close to wrapping it up, uh, Trishan actually wanted to create like a tournament-style actors guild. He was comparing uh, what he thinks 16s of the world's greatest actors are to determine who is truly <laughs> the best. And he's got a list here. It was not just me. It was, it was other contributors <laughs> on this list. I was just one of them. 
You know, it was it was it was very exhaustive. Al told me we couldn't do 64, so I had to come up with like 16. Yeah, and so we had to whittle them down based off of a criteria that included several factors, factors I will not go over right now. Um, they're so extensive, I can't go over them over the air. We don't have enough time. But the 16 that we have, <clears throat> okay, so in the upper left, we have uh, a 1-8 matchup between... <laughs> Denzel Washington and Samuel Jackson. That is a little fucked up. We are like automatically each other. What is this Django? This is the the, the scene where they fighting for it, for his. But you, a lot of women are going against each other too. Look at them. <sighs> Regina King and Hillary Swank. That's not dude. That's a slaughter. Four or five matchup. That, huh? That's a slaughter. Come on now. That's a slaughter. Regina King's way, right? Come on. Like no offense, yeah, Hillary Swank, sure. but she's not on her level. I got I got number one Meryl Streep going against Will Smith at number eight. What you think? There's no, there's no way you're gonna piss somebody off. The Meryl Streep is arguably one of the greatest actors, He's the greatest of what shit the last hundred years easily. Yeah, so we got Meryl Streep going against Regina King in one four matchup. Who's winning, Meryl Streep? <sighs> Regina King's really talented. Has Meryl Streep have any action movies in her repertoire? That I don't know, because Regina King's done like a little bit of everything, like exceptionally well. Do you have some access to some internet? Let's look it up right quick. Uh, let's see here. Meryl Streep action movies. Do we have any? Because I think that she can do it for sure. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Death Becomes Her. It was a comedy more than the action. Um, she was moving around. She's <sighs> I I can't none I don't any of these that I've seen I don't really think that there's been any, any action in these films. Maybe she's done things early in her career. All right, we'll move on from there. We'll uh we'll we'll go down to the the, the bottom section underneath them. We got number two versus number seven, Viola Davis versus Kathy Bates. Ooh, early Kathy Bates. I'm taking everything into account. Everything into account. Viola. Exactly. Was that's, what, that's what happens with a lot of these actors. When you take everything into account, like Bruce Willis narrowly got on this list because all the recent shit. Why has is Bruce tried. Willis on this list? Bruce Willis is, I'm going to say this. Bruce Willis is one of my favorite action movie stars, but I wouldn't say he's like one of the greatest actors, period. He's one of the greatest action stars, so it kind of got him in on his list. But how much acting is really done like an action movie, though? That's my, like that, when I, not that they don't act, but how much of it is really Very like. good point. You know, very good point, which is why I put him on the list because Bruce Willis has a specific. He's one of the few action people who has a specific character that, if you remove it, you you put somebody else in there. It's a different movie. Like Bruce Willis is, I think, uh, buddy he's of better Ar- than Keanu Reeves. Like, it was kind of like him, Keanu Reeves, um, Sylvester Stallone, um, <sighs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. And these are all people that Bruce Willis is beating out nine times out of ten. Because Bruce Willis is also giving you six cents and Unbreakable, like that's not action. No, he's a he's a good actor, but most of like my favorite films of him are more so like him playing the everyman in like these impossible situations. And he's like, oh, he looks like a dude who lives like right next door to you. Who's like, oh shit, he's fighting German mercenaries. He's doing X, Y, and Z. Really good at conveying emotions. Um, he's a good, he's really good in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Bruce Willis is a great actor. I just I don't know if I add him to the greatest actors of all time list. 
Well, he's going to get knocked out because he's going against uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman. But we'll, we'll wait till we get over there. All right. Uh, so Val Davis beats Kathy Bates. Yep. Then we got Leonardo DiCaprio going against Morgan Freeman. That's a really good matchup. That's a bullshit matchup. That is not fair. Why isn't it? Because you could. It goes either way. Like Leo's a great it actor. Does go either way. So pick. Go pick Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I wouldn't be like. I get it. If we go on, if, if I'm going, Leo gives you more to a role than Morgan. Freeman If I'm going does. overall, like early, I go, I go Morgan. But as Leo, like last decade, has done like really, really good work. I go Leo. Yeah, Leo versus Viola Davis. Viola. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna go Viola. Yeah, she's a better actor. Go Viola. Leo's a okay, beast, so but yeah. Viola's tough. Viola, Viola, goes. Viola is in the final four at the bottom. We still don't know Meryl Streep and Regina King. You still don't have an answer. My objective one says Meryl Streep. Because Meryl Streep did Shrek and Regina King did the Boondocks. So they got the <laughs> animated King voice. Did Watchmen. She did Watchmen. It was a very physical role. Uh, uh, well, Regina King's gonna give you a little bit more in the action and physical yeah. aspects. Meryl Streep is more of a classy, dignified. Usually, I'm in her roles. Her accent game is crazy. Am I more inclined to watch a Regina King movie or a Meryl Streep movie? Depends on my mood. Damn. Really? I mean, if you're in the nostalgic space, you definitely watch some of the old Meryl Streep. That's another thing. Her catalog is so much bigger than Regina's. She's older. She's like, what, 30 years older? So she had more time. Yeah, I mean, stuff? I put that in a lot of people's uh, criteria, your catalog. But I, okay. I, for now, I have to go Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is in the final four at the top. All right, Denzel Washington and Samuel Jackson. Denzel. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Bruce Willis. Philip Seymour Philip Hoffman. Easy. Yeah, of course. Tom Hanks, Angela Bassett. You mother... You mother... What kind of bullshit is this? The bottom seed versus the top seed. It's not my fault. They're both... They're on par with each other. Maybe Tom Hanks definitely had larger movies, but they're both, like, phenomenal actors. I I mean, it's the 16 best, and you're splitting hairs. Who's winning, though? What is Angela Bassett's best film? Or best... Piece of work. Wait and exhale. I was gonna say what's I've got to do with it. Now, I would say well, she played Tina Turner. She did an amazing job. Um, and that's what everybody says. But I love uh, her performance in Wait and Exhale. That was just that was just somebody who was taking real life and putting it on. I don't know, man. I ain't like that. That movie. was she was a woman being dragged. That movie. <laughs> that movie was set a whole generation of women going down the I don't need a man tip and all a man ain't shit unless he like me. From you don't need a man, but you should want a man. In yes, your life you do. If you are a heterosexual you woman. You need a man like a man <laughs> needs a woman if you enjoy the opposite sex. Like this whole exactly. I can survive my own thing, sure, but you need a significant anyway. Anyway, I'm. People are so... Human beings are social creatures. We can't do it on a on Okay. Own. Anyway, <sighs> Tom Hanks, Angela Bassett. You motherfucker. Tom Hanks. You mother... Kevin Costner or Matthew McConaughey. Anybody that's not Kevin Costner. It's happily <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Kevin Costner... Oh, he irritates me as an actor. I'm like, what the... How do you keep getting work, man? Who was paying you? You don't like Kevin Costner He is trash. You know what he is? He's not trash. He's the dumpster juice that comes out of the trash can and they're like the guys are throwing it away. That's what he is. 
Ask, tell me I'm lying. Nah, man, I don't know. He's got what? Gone with the Wolves? Is that him? No. Yeah, he's got Gone with the Wolves. He's got, I mean, he's got a good catalog. He's got like two um, classic films that are essentially the same plot. What? What's the other one? He's uh, got, a, he's got a, a Western prison break movie. Yes, uh, hot garbage. He shouldn't even be on this list. So Matthew McConaughey over, uh, over. You could put Costner. a, you could put a jar of mayonnaise, and I'd pick that over Kevin Costner. It's gonna be honest. Mayonnaise is not, mayonnaise is not bad. Waterworld. Oh, Waterworld was horrible. God awful. George Clooney and um, somebody else was in that movie too. So you could put George uh, Clooney in there over. Uh, I should have had Christian Bale on here. So okay. Nah, that crazy motherfucker. <laughs> he just plays in psychopaths. That's all he does, and he does it very well, which bothers me. Anyway. Um. Okay. Matthew McConaughey, Tom Hanks. Who you got? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is in the final four and the left at the bottom. Uh, Denzel, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Denzel. Of Come on, man. What are you doing? This? All right. De- <laughs> now we're in the final four. Denzel versus uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's tough. I I know I'm black. But I can't automatically go Denzel. Now that's a tough matchup. Tough matchup. The uh, I would I am going to give Denzel the edge because Why? even in his like as he's transitioned to that older act, uh, stage of his career, he still is doing phenomenal work and he still are doing things that historically you would when the actor would get to a certain age he couldn't if he did like an action film it was almost kind of like a parody. But Denzel's been able yeah. to convincingly be like, I'm an old man and will beat the dog shit out of you. And you're like, you know what? He probably would. He didn't convince me of that shit, especially when you took off his shirt. Uh, <laughs> this Denzel. Picking fights with everybody. Tom Hanks. Um, Tom Hanks has a lot of big movies. He does. A lot of big movies that um, have shaped. But so has Denzel. It's just shaped my life. My childhood growing up. Um, I would have to I fuck it. I'm black. Denzel Washington. Not even not like it's not even that I like I'm thinking of like their best I feel like at this point I'm like I'm comparing the best of the best. I feel like I guess you argue what Tom Hanks' best movie is. Some people might say Forrest Gun because it's really popular or Castaway. And I'm like in those roles, was he better at Denzel as Malcolm X, or is he better in Denzel and Glory? No, they're even. So they, I just, I mean, we're just splitting the hairs at that point. No, nah, I feel like who you like more. Denzel Washington embodied, like, I think there are people who were confused and they look nothing alike, but because he's so committed to that, like, to portraying that person in that film, he became Malcolm X. Has Denzel Washington ever given you vulnerable? Ever given me vulnerable? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. And that's one of the things about like acting. I need more than just you being the the dominator all the time. Like you never play the trouble. Like the most troubled he's been is an alcoholic, but he still in that moment he's the coolest nigga in the room. He's never been a person who is a shell of himself. Uh, I think that's range. That's a range that he's never offered. Wait a minute. It's, yeah, it's something that I always talk about with people when they talk about his their favorites and why John he's not necessarily Q- my favorite. John Q. Because 
John Q what? John Q, he gave you so much vulnerability in John Q. He refused to be a victim. He was. He He refused to be a victim. He took a hospital hostage. But he refused you, to be a victim. But you're forgetting about the parts before. You're not forgetting the parts before the film where he shows like he's just an everyday dude. He doesn't have any bread. Him and his wife are having to come to grips with they cannot do anything to save their son. He feels powerless. He's sitting those scenes where he's kind of sitting there trying to talk to the insurance company. They are not budging. He's trying to do all these things, and every door is getting shut in his face. He's coming to grips that I've got nothing. I've I got nothing. No. That character never says, I don't know what to do. He, he always does. says, I'll figure it out. He, he, he says, I'll figure it out anything, every step. You saw a character reacting due to their vulnerability. The fact that they felt like they had no control, that they did yeah. one last... It was effort. very Samuel Jackson in the negotiator. Oh, it's this, the same movie. Oh, this, this man's killing me. It's Samuel Jackson in the negotiator. It's the same movie. It's the same Antoine script. Fisher, he showed... Well, not really. Not more so, I would say. More no, so, he's dude. a mentor. But he he it definitely had to he had to do some self reflection there fences and fences he showed that vulnerability he did he did uh, Denzel Washington is never the underdog in his fucking movie bro. and fences he was a he was trash husband and questionable father who meant well but wasn't the greatest <laughs> but he meant well that don't um, mean nothing I don't know man Denzel Washington Tom Hanks I'm gonna let you pick it you I'm going Denzel Washington man. I'm okay. going to I said watch. the same thing. I said the same thing. Never. And then we got Meryl Street versus Viola Davis, right? You mother. I'm not black picking. Meryl Street versus I'm Meryl Street. I'm not picking. No, I'm not. <laughs> I refuse. You're not doing this to me. You got to go home, bro. <sighs> I'm going to go Meryl Street. Simply because she's had a chance to do more things in her career. And those were the two number one seeds. Denzel Washington versus Meryl Streep. Denzel. Got a Meryl Streep. I disagree. I would take Meryl Streep over I Denzel. knew you would because you don't like black people. <laughs> <laughs> knew it. All a plot. All a plot. Because you don't like black I've been people. saying Meryl Streep is the best actor oh, you to me of all time. I'm sorry. Wow. Like, sorry had to be a white woman, but that girl got skills. How many times has Meryl Streep saved the world? Don't Zero. Matter. She Z- right there, though. Zero. Wasn't she in, um... Uh... I want to misspeak. Never mind. No, I mean, she has I lost all my career. She had, major, she's had an amazing career. Amazing career. She is one of my favorites of all time, for sure. Um, it's not biased. I didn't do this list off of bias. A lot of people on here. I thought Daniel Day-Lewis should have been on this list. Um, you tell but me. the other contributors argued him off because he re- retired three years ago. And what? that movie three years ago wasn't his best work. And his best work was in 2012. I was like... But they just argued me off the point. I didn't have anywhere to go with it. So, so is this based on talent peak, or it's is based, based on of talent, accolades, relevance, um, catalog? Is <laughs> and, Tom Hanks um, relevant then? Like, really? No, he's got something going on on Apple Plus that people is kind of people are into. So, <sighs> he's still doing work. Relevant, so okay, it's they're still actively working, okay, all right, all right. still actively working, okay. Um, Denzel is definitely somebody who is still working today, although that 
HBO Max movie was trash. Um, oh. The one with Remy Malik. Yeah, it was... I kept waiting for something to happen, and it never did. And it didn't. Yeah. But that, it didn't quite. That seemed less about the actors involved and more like just they... I tried to take a movie the they've been trying to make for years. It, it seemed like the movie, they, apparently they were trying to make it since like the 90s and just never went anywhere. Yeah. It felt like it would have been like really maybe good if you would have made it back then in terms of suspense. But you've it's seen sure better happened. versions of like that kind of film a few times like now. So you're like, ah, okay. I feel like movies set in the 90s is a good touch. Like it's one of those things like when I see it, and I guess it's because of nostalgia. We grew up in the 90s. But it's just a good touch in like the production per se. They do a really good mm. job with it, um, and I like seeing the '90s on TV uh, because it's so much different than today. And it's crazy how the '90s are the new '70s now. So um, yeah, we getting old, man. I got gray hairs now. I was like, oh man, all right, well it is what it is. It's the beard, man. I gotta dye my beard. I gotta keep it that. Oh, why are you dying the beard? Let it let it flow. No, nah, I'm not in my forties yet. You only got what? I'm 45. I'll just let the gray sit. Hey, man. Seasoned. <laughs> but uh, I know we're at the end here. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, No, man. I'm just glad to be back. Um, feels good. Feels great. It's been a while since uh, we were able to do a pie, so it feels good to be back. Um, no, I'm feeling good. How about yourself? Um... Don't let outside forces dictate your internal barometers for happiness. So if you find that you find things that are making you question whether or not you truly are happy at what you're doing or where your life is or what's going on, really stop and ask yourself, is that me talking or is that outside influences that make that made me think that maybe myself talking? That's that's true. So just if you are working towards whatever your goal is, you're happy in life, just do that. Because if you live your life by other people's standards, you're still going to be unhappy even if you get where it's going. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know what? I did think of something. To my brothers and my sisters, man, don't let these white people tell you how to be black. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. No context. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>